Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, depending on when you're listening to this. Some of you might be listening to it late Wednesday night, I suppose. But happy Thanksgiving. Sincerely hope each and every one of you has an awesome, awesome day. I'll be in New Orleans. So if you're driving around and you placed a wager at betonline.ag using the code podcast one and you're keeping track on the games on the internet, or you're driving around listening to me on Westwood One, any radio station there where you want to hear the Saints-Falcons game tonight, you will be hearing your boy Ross Tucker as the color analyst. Very much looking forward to it. Any feedback is much appreciated. And it'll make it even more entertaining when you're checking on the bets that you placed over at betonline.ag using the code podcast1 so that you get that very important 50% sign up bonus today betonline.ag they are your and my and the fantasy feast online sportsbook experts for a reason it's time to eat get in my belly sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Evan Silva me so hungry on the fantasy feast eating podcast yeah let's eat baby it is the fantasy feast Eaton Podcast, part two, the show that's so nice. We do it twice for you each and every week here during the NFL season, although we are year-round because I love, 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 love learning different fantasy strategies, techniques, player evaluation stuff in the offseason. Absolutely love it, almost as much as I love betonline.ag, which, number one, is a wonderful company, and number two, they're your online sportsbook experts. And you can get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the code PODCAST1. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Silva. You can check him out on Twitter, of course, at Evan Silva. He is a great tweeter and a great eater. So you're going to have a heck of a day there, Evan. And we need to get through the rest of the Sunday late games, the Monday nighter, and the Sunday nighter which is the Packers and the Vikings. By the way, we love when you guys hit us up on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Evan Silva, whatever, at RTF Podcast, and let us know how well you're doing in your fantasy league thanks to us. That's huge. We absolutely love, love, love when you guys do that. So please, 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 please keep doing that. And by the way, you know something else you should strongly consider? For the holidays, how about Rad Power Bikes? And how about the deal they got coming up for you guys on Cyber Monday? So Rad Power Bikes is a consumer direct brand, right? So you're already getting a premium electric bike without paying the huge markups caused by dealers, third-party retailers, you know. And that's why they're able to price them at less than half the price of comparable bikes on the market because they don't have to have that dealer retail markups. You know I love businesses like this. They also have this $400 off per model for Cyber Monday, making it easier for you guys to get these awesome power bikes that can reach 20 miles per hour with zero pedaling. Visit www. 
dot radpowerbikes dot com slash podcast. I think I just like saying the word rad. It's been a while since I said rad. Saying rad is not gnarly, dude. It's awesome. Radpowerbikes.com slash podcast. That's how you learn more. And don't forget to shop their Cyber Monday sale on November 26th to save big. All right, Evan, let's start with a couple of teams that really disappointed me last week. The Cardinals and the Chargers. Yeah, 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 they both disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. I, man, that was bad. You're, you're right. It was bad by both of them, really. Um, especially the Chargers, though, because the Chargers have something to play for. And, you know, losing that game, they were coming off their bye, weren't they, Chargers? Um, no, they had beaten the Raiders no, the they, week before. Yes, yes. So basically, they, they were, they were coming off a bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is a Melvin Gordon game. Um, you know, I think the, char- the Chargers just control the rock, and you know that's usually what teams do against the the Cardinals. With that said, man, the Chargers' run defense is problematic, and it's not getting any better. They did get Bosa back; he played 31 snaps last week. But man, they lost Corey Legit one week after losing Denzel Perryman. Um, one thing I did last week is I looked at the split stats with and without Denzel Perryman on the field. And, um, you know, going back uh, to last year, and, I mean, it's it's a big gap. It's like uh, they they allow a, a full yard per carry more with Denzel Perryman off the field, like 5.1 yards per carry. That's a lot. That is a lot, man. And um, so that bodes well for David Johnson on the other side, but that actually would work against the, the Chargers' chances of, controlling the game ultimately i think that they do you know i think that they bounce back and i mean they're just such a superior team to arizona Uh, but i think that melvin gordon gets rolling austin eckler has not really been a factor he's had a bunch of big plays called back recently but he has not been a factor in the box score uh uh, for a while since the chart uh, uh since the chargers kind of like decided to commit to uh, Melvin Gordon as, uh, their, you know, their, their, their bell cow. Uh, Austin Eckler was used a lot more early in the season, but ever since that game in London, yeah, that, that was the week seven game, and then that's when the Chargers buy was. Um, they just have not used very much of Austin Eckler, and he's not really a, a flex option anymore. Uh, Phillip Rivers has, his his pass attempts have just been really really low. I mean, they're bottom three in the NFL in pass attempts. Uh, so you know, that that and even last week we saw them throw the ball a lot more. It didn't necessarily go that well. Um, Philip Rivers did throw for over 400 yards, but he threw a couple of picks and they wound up losing the game. That has not been the winning formula for them. The the winning formula has been for uh, the Chargers to control games with Melvin Gordon. I think that's what they're going to try to get back to. Phillip Rivers, a low upside uh, fringe fantasy starter against Arizona. Arizona can rush the passer, too. Um, Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams. So uh, Tyrell Williams is clearly the number two here. Uh, he has out-targeted Mike Williams since that bye week, uh, 24 to 16, and he's run 43 more pass routes. So, hey, you might get lucky with a Mike Williams touchdown, but 
if you're deciding between the two, Tyrell is the guy. Keenan Allen on fire again. Love to see that. He runs on the interior a little bit over half the time. It's 53-47. And Patrick Peterson has covered the slot on only four snaps all season. Cardinals use Buda Baker as their slot corner. He's pretty good, but can definitely be beaten in coverage. Uh, good matchup for Keenan Allen. Uh, Mike Williams and Tyrell Williams likelier to see Patrick Peterson in this game. Antonio Gates wakes up. How about that? Five catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. He didn't need over 40 pass attempts for Phillip, uh, from Phillip Rivers to get there. Um, his playing time, his participation were up a little bit, but it's still not a ton. So, you know, as a, a longtime Antonio Gates truther, I have him in a lot of best balls. You know, I'm, I'm not so sure what to think here about Antonio Gates this week. Lean toward not chasing the points. Uh, I just, I think that the Cardinal, the Chargers are going to go back to, uh, not, um, you know, not throwing the ball a whole lot in this game. Josh Rosen coming off a three touchdown game, but, you know, also a bunch of turnovers against the Raiders. Uh, and I think that the Chargers defense is the play here, not Josh Rosen. Uh, in the receiver core, Larry Fitz matching up in the slot against the Chargers. Solid matchup, you know, not great, but, but solid matchup. The Chargers give up a high completion rate in the slot. Desmond Kig is excellent as a football player, but you know, you can get catches in the slot against the Chargers. Um, Christian Kirk on the outside. Going to deal with Casey Hayward, no thanks. Ricky Seals Jones, you know, always a tease. Um, you know, he's going to be out there a lot. He's going to get air yards, and you know, he's probably not going to catch a whole lot of them. We can we can move on to the next one. Next one's interesting. It's the Miami Dolphins. It looks like Tannehill will be back, even though everybody's saying that he's not a hundred percent against the Indianapolis Colts, who are absolutely rolling, but. Might be without their center, Ryan Kelly. Yeah, I'm not too optimistic about Ryan Kelly right now. And they would move on to Evan Bame. Evan Bame out of Mizzou, uh, old third-round pick of the Cardinals, has bounced around. Um, I think they're going to be okay against Miami. You know, Miami on the interior has not been not been real good. Uh, you know, they, they cut Jordan Phillips. Uh, they, you know, moved on from Ndamukong Sue, of course. Uh, they uh, they had to place Vincent Taylor on injured reserve, um, so I think that they're, I think they're going to be okay in this particular game, uh, and hopefully Ryan Kelly only misses a, a game. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like a, a particularly serious injury. Um, so and he's been an excellent pass blocking center. I mean everybody's been pass blocking well on, on the Colts. You know when you have when your quarterback has gone like 220 straight dropbacks without taking a sack, you were getting the job done. And the Dolphins don't have a pass rush at all. So I mean Cameron Wake will pop up every now and again. Robert Quinn has popped up like twice. Uh, but you know they their, their pass rush metrics are real real bad. Andrew Luck should have a real nice squeaky clean pocket. We talked about how last week was a blow up week for T.Y. Hilton. This one is too. You know, match him up with Xavier Howard, please. Xavier Howard ran four five eight coming out of Baylor. 
Okay, T.Y. Hilton ran 4-3-4. Please, match him up. T.Y. Hilton is, is going to tear the lid off this week, just like he always does on the fast track at, at Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, I think that Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton stack, you know, it's going to be, it deserves to be really popular this week. Um, and and it, it absolutely should be. I'm, I'm playing it in daily fantasy. Uh, Eric Ebron, zero targets. You know, guess what, guys? Routes run and snaps do matter uh, because, you know, we knew that his floor was going to be low as long – he's run 13 routes in three straight games, 13 routes. You know, so he's going to have a game where he just gets ignored. He ends up running the routes and, you know, the ball doesn't go to him. It goes to Jack Doyle or, you know, whatever. You know, they throw to Chester Rogers on those plays or Mo Ali Cox or whatever. Um Eric Ebron is a touchdown-dependent guy. Now, the Dolphins have been awful against tight ends. You can really beat them up with tight ends. Uh, and Jack Doyle, I still think, is the best play uh, among the Colts' tight ends. But Eric Ebron is a guy that you can you can look at this week. Um, I know co- guys coming off the goose eggs are never, never comfortable. Um, but I think they're more likely to go back to him than not. Your, your, your biggest concern is that, hey, Jack Doyle has played five games this season. Eric Ebron has five targets or fewer in all of them. So you, you kind of, you got to know what you're, what you're getting into with Eric Ebron. Um, and then, uh, receivers, Ryan Grant, Dontrell Inman, Zach Pascal, uh, Chester Rogers. I mean, there's a bunch of them. The, the best one, the best option out of all of them is Dontrell Inman. He did catch a touchdown last week in the second half, second uh, se- uh, seven-yard score. He is like a wide receiver four in a high-scoring offense, um, but he's like rotating with Ryan Grant, basically. Um, and then they involved the other guys, too. Marla Mack, I think, rolls here. Dolphins' defense, uh, in terms of run defense, is shot. Last time we saw, th- saw them play, uh, Aaron Jones was just running all over them. And uh, I think that we can expect similar things here from Marlon Mack. Uh, Jordan Wilkins has played well, though, and that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, he ripped a big, big run in week 10, and then last week uh, he had four carries for, I believe, 30 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and if you just go back and look at his production over like the last five, six games, uh, Jordan Wilkins has been adding something to their running game. It wouldn't surprise me if they start to give him a l- little bit more work uh, going forward. On the other side, you mentioned Tannehill's back. You know, Jakeem Grant out for the season. Uh, we don't know on Devontae Parker. Frank Gore, Kenyon Drake situations is one of the most frustrating situations in fantasy. Um, I just I don't have a whole lot to say about the, the Dolphins. We can move on to the next one. Steelers, Broncos. In Denver, Broncos kept their running game going last week. I mentioned earlier how the Chargers' run defense is in kind of in bad shape. Um, Broncos, they kept rolling last week despite having lost Ronald Leary, Matt Paradis, and Max Garcia, who was filling in for Ronald Leary. Uh, but that gives you, a, you know, a level of confidence in Philip Lindsay. It's just it's a three-man backfield uh, with Devontae Booker and Royce Freeman and, and Philip Lindsay. 
Uh, but Philip Lindsay is the lead guy and that puts him, uh, on the, you know, that makes him a decent RB2 slash flex play. He's got that big run ability. I mean, they, despite losing those interior linemen, like their big plays last week came on up the middle runs. Uh, that's how Philip Lindsay, Lindsay scored his long touchdown. The Steelers have been good, uh, in run defense, uh, for sure, but, you know, Philip Lindsay's got that big play ability, uh, and they can use him in the passing game too. Uh, Case Keenum, you know, low end two quarterback league play. Uh, Cortland Sutton on the outside, likeliest to draw Joe Hayden's coverage. Uh, you know, if we're looking at a guy, uh, to play in Denver's passing game this week, it is definitely Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders going to be a 50% inside, 50% outside receiver. Deshaun Hamilton, by the way, uh, aggravated a knee injury. Don't know if he's going to play. I would guess not. That would put Tim Patrick back in the lineup as the third receiver. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, though, you know, this is a revenge game for him. Uh, went back and looked and see if he, if he has played the Steelers at all. Uh, and he has. It, it hasn't been for a while. It was with Peyton Manning. So, you know, major asterisk there. But he had 10 catches for 181 yards and a touchdown uh, in his only other time facing off with his former team. Uh, For the Steelers, um, you know, Ben bounced back last week from just the worst freaking first half that you have ever seen. Uh, And he wound up being awesome in fantasy against Jacksonville. This is a later game. Uh, the, the bad splits for Big Ben, which really haven't affected him th- this season, uh, too badly. Uh, but the, the bad splits for him are in the 1 p.m. Eastern time road games. This is a later game. Uh, so I think that Ben is fine as a play. Broncos aren't that scary from a defensive standpoint, especially on the outside, at outside receiver, at outside cornerback. They just cut Pac-Man Jones, who'd been playing a ton of snaps for them. Um, you know, Tremaine Brock is easily beatable, as is Bradley Roby. Antonio Brown should definitely get loose in this game. Um, Juju in the slot gonna get a lot of Chris Harris probably. Um, you know, that's not the best matchup, but Juju does have a major size advantage on Chris Harris. Uh, you know, with that said, I think it increases the risk a little bit of Juju. They can move him outside if they want to though, and play Switzer in the slot more so that, you know, I think ultimately Juju, you're using him as a wide receiver too in season long, pretty much every week. Um, tight end Vance McDonald stays hot. You know, he's, he's one of the most underrated tight ends in the league at this point, but both I think in real life and in fantasy, uh, Broncos are not good at covering tight ends. Haven't been since, you know, Vance Joseph became the coach even before that, really, uh, whatever it is there, they, they have been bad against tight ends for a long time. Uh, and Vance McDonald, one of the best run after catch, uh, uh, tight ends in the NFL, uh, last week showed his athleticism, just out jumped Telvin Smith, uh, one of the most athletic linebackers in the league for a touchdown. Uh, James Conner should get it rolling again too. You know, when they, when they fall behind big, that's not, you know, ever bode well for a running back. And that's what happened for James Conner last week. I think he gets it back going against Denver. Denver has not been good against the run since early in the season. And that takes care of that game. 
All right, dudes, you heard Evan mention it yesterday. Thanksgiving is today. And everyone knows there's no better combo than turkey and football. So, before you stuff yourself with all the trimming, don't miss out on a chance to stuff your pockets. Over $2 million up for grabs this Thursday, Thanksgiving today, on DraftKings. DraftKings, single game showdown. The newest way to play. It's that simple. Just six players from one game. Just get six players from one game on Thursday, say under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Evan said yesterday, it is his favorite, favorite day to play. For Thanksgiving Day, DraftKings is running contests all day long. Enter for as little as 10 cents all the way up to $50, and you could turn your love of football into huge cash prizes. Download the app or go to DraftKings.com now. Use code FEAST to sign up and find your showdown contest of choice for each Thanksgiving game to compete for your share of over $2 million in total prizes. That's code FEAST only at DraftKings. The game inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The next game is Sunday night football. It's the Packers 4-5-1. The Vikings 5-4-1. Both teams definitely disappointing to this point in the season. Yep. Uh, I think that... Yeah, yeah, they they really are. Um, I think the Packers especially are disappointing, um, and this is not you know, this is not good. Uh, at Minnesota, went back and looked at the splits for Aaron Rodgers against Mike Zimmer. Not good, man. Not good at all. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, risky fringe quarterback one. Um, Devontae Adams facing off with Xavier Rhodes. That's a tough matchup. You know, Devontae Adams, hey, he can win, uh, but it definitely enhances his risk. Um, and then Marcus Valdez-Scandling. You know, this game is kind of tough, too, because we don't know about Randall Cobb and we don't know about Jimmy Graham. It would be a great matchup for Jimmy Graham if we knew he was going to play, but we may not know if he's going to play until, like, right before the game. Uh, but the Vikings have been bad against tight ends this year. Harrison Smith, I, I can never really get a good read on him. You know, sometimes I think he's great, and other times I'm not. I'm not so sure. Uh, and then they've been missing Andrew Sandejo, uh, their other safety. So, um, you know, things to keep in mind uh, as it pertains to the Packers tight end situation. If Jimmy Graham does not play. We're looking at Robert Tanyan and Lance Kendricks and Mercedes Lewis. Now, I know that Robert Tanyan scored a touchdown last week. Aaron Rodgers admitted after the game that he thought he was throwing the ball to Jimmy Graham, that Robert Tanyan just kind of looked like Jimmy Graham. Uh, but Robert Robert Tanyan scores the touchdown, and uh, but that doesn't mean that you know now he's a fantasy play. I mean... It's probably going to be a rotation. Uh, Tanya did show some stuff in the, uh, some, some things in the, uh, in training camp. I remember like the beat writers talking him up and I was like, oh, should I play him in preseason DFS? And then I did and he didn't do anything. Um, but he, 
he's going to probably just work in a rotation with the other two dudes. Uh, so not real excited about the tight end situation if we don't get Jimmy Graham. And it's, again, it's a Sunday night game, so we're not going to know his availability in all likelihood until late on Sunday, which puts you in a bind from a fantasy standpoint. Again, don't know about Cobb. Either way, Marcus Valdez-Scantling is going to be the number two. He was pretty absent uh, in the uh, last week's game. There were a bunch of problems that, that occurred for the Packers. They came out trying to run it. Uh, then they didn't have the ball for, like, long stretches. I mean, they, they ran 49 offensive plays, including penalties. That's you, – you're, you don't have the ball when, when you're running fewer than 50 plays in, in a game on offense. Um, Marcus Valdez-Scantling played 48 of the 49 plays. Um, but, you know, the, the Aaron Rodgers was forcing it to uh, Devontae Adams. I think that I like Marcus Valdez-Scantling better at outside receiver at this point than slot receiver. Um, you know, I don't know. He's still a young player. But uh, I think that Randall Cobb coming back might actually help him by pushing him to the outside. But he's a, a boom-bust wide receiver three, I think, is the best way to put it at this point. Uh, Vikings, I think, are in a great, great spot. I mean, you know, the, the Packers are giving up almost 30 points per game, uh, if you just remove their two games against the Bills and the Dolphins. Uh, and especially on the road, they've been hemorrhaging points. The lowest that, the lowest that they've given up is 27 through five road games. So, um, that, I think that all that bodes well for the Vikings. Vikings can absolutely get on track. This game, when they played in week two, was 29 to 29, uh, wound up as a tie. Kirk Cousins went, went berserk, four touchdowns over 400 yards. Diggs went off, Thielen went off, um, you know, Rudolph never does anything, um, which is frustrating. He's just a touchdown or bust guy, but Cousins, you know, Thielen, uh, and, um, Diggs, all awesome plays. Uh, it is, this game will be played indoors. You don't have to worry about weather. You know, the total's pretty nice. So I, I think it's a good spot for the Vikings passing game to really get back on track. Um, really uneven performance at Soldier Field. Not that, not that that was surprising. I mean, we, we totally anticipated that. Um, and they, you know, they kind of did well to just lose by five, but I think that they get back cranking here. And then lots of questions I always get about Dalvin Cook. Last week, I know that the fantasy bottom line was just about as bad as it gets, you know, 10 total yards, but I like the usage. I mean, 15 touches to only four for Latavius Murray. Um, Dalvin Cook played 88% of the snaps, uh, never expected him to have a big game against Chicago, uh, and I think that he absolutely can have a big game against the Packers, who have been bad against the run and are going to be without Mike Daniels. Can't stress that, this enough, how big of a loss this is for Green Bay, uh, especially after they already lost Muhammad Wilkerson. I mean, they are, they're, they're, they're in position to get run all over. Uh, so Dalvin Cook, fire him up with confidence, you know, play him in daily fantasy. If you can still do trades, you know, your trade deadline hasn't passed, get them. Uh, I think that this is a great opportunity to buy on Dalvin Cook, and that takes care of the Sunday nighter. All right, the last game, it's the Titans who 
totally laid an egg and Mariota's banged up in Indy against the Texans who just keep finding ways to win even if they're not all that impressive doing it. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the Titans, that was a very disappointing performance last week against Indianapolis. We don't know if Mariota's gonna play. Uh, and this is like, uh, might be related to his previous injury. I don't know, I gotta read Dr. Chow more about, uh, the Marcus Mariota injury. But, man, I mean, you know, they are listing it as an elbow. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't have anything great to say really about uh, the Titans, you know, the Texans have been great in run defense all season long. That's notable, uh, facing, uh, Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry. Blaine Gabbard is, you know, she just takes the wind out of every, you know, all the passing game sales. If he ends up playing, um, the matchup looks great on paper for Corey Davis. You, you need Mariota in there. You need him healthy. Uh, and, Johnu Smith, I mean, again, you, you need Mariota. Johnu Smith has a great matchup, too, and we saw his targets finally spike last week. It really was a promising game, but can't do this playing Gabbert stuff. Can, cannot do it with, with playing Gabbert. Texans, uh, I think that they are a great defense play if we get Gabbert. Really, if we get Mariota, too. I mean, you can bet against his health. You know, he's had really bad games where he's tried to play at less than 100%. Um, I just wish we could get a season out of Marcus Mariota where he would be healthy for the entire season and we could just see what he could do. Man, because, you know, uh, it's just, he, he's, he's had a disappointing, promising, flash-filled career. Um, Lamar Miller retook the reins at running back last week. Ton of, ton of work. Uh, and that is, is good. The matchup is not that good against the Titans, but, uh, you you want to see that volume in a season long league, and he's a decent RB two play because of it. Uh, Adoree Jackson had been balling out, uh, really really shut down Josh Gordon uh, in that Week Ten game, and then got run circles around by T Y Hilton last week. And it wasn't just you know what you see in the box score because T Y Hilton also drew like a thirty five yard defensive pass interference flag against Adoree. Just Adoree could not cover. T.Y. Hilton. Uh, this week, going to have to deal with DeAndre Hopkins. Much different style of receiver, uh, but, you know, uh, not all, but also probably even a worse matchup for Dory Jackson, who's like a smaller speed guy. DeAndre Hopkins, big physical route technician. Uh, I think that he can have a big game uh, no matter who's on him. Really, it would make sense for the uh, the Titans to just let Logan Ryan chase him. That's what the Patriots used to do when they would play DeAndre Hopkins and they had Logan Ryan. Uh, they'd use Logan Ryan to shadow DeAndre Hopkins. Didn't always work out, but I think that that would be the best option for the Titans to, to, to the best route for the Titans to take in this game. Demarius Thomas, zero catches last week. Don't even, I don't even think he saw a target. That, and, you know, the, first of all, you have to understand that the Texans, uh, their pass attempts are way down. Okay, they are trying to play like ball control offense. They know that their offensive line is terrible. They know that that's not necessarily a good. They don't want to get their quarterback hurt. You know, hey, they're seven and three right now. They they need to keep their quarterback healthy. Their playmaking quarterback cannot have this dude dropping back forty times a game. Um, and so, so the pass attempts are not there in volume. 
and DeAndre Hopkins is always going to get a big chunk of them. And then you get Kiki QT coming back, and he grabs, what, nine last week. That didn't leave anything for Demarius. I, I would be, you know, look, the Texans are probably going to script some stuff early in this game for Demarius. But when push comes to shove, like, DeAndre Hopkins is the one here uh, on a low-volume passing team. And that's that's not going to – that's going to be bad news for the complimentary the complimentary pass catchers, even Kiki QT, even though he had a solid game with five for 77 last week, not trustworthy against Tennessee. I do think that you're playing Deshaun Watson with relative confidence every week and, or, you know, pretty much every week. Um, he's been up and down to be sure. Uh, but man, that, that, that rushing upside is always there with him, you know, the big play ability. Uh, so, I think that he's a low-end quarterback one. And uh, good luck to everyone, and I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. So because of the knowledge that you guys get each and every week from Evan here on the Fantasy Feast podcast, you're going to be winning money. You're going to be winning fantasy leagues, which means you're going to be winning money, which means you're going to have a little extra money, which means you should seriously consider – giving the Robinhood app a try. It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, cryptos, all commission-free. Investing and making money from financial services should not be just for rich people like Evan, okay? It should be for all of us. There's no commission, no cost. Just get the app on your phone, keep all of your profits, They got easy to understand charts, market data. You learn by doing like anything else. And by the way, it's not all that complicated investing. I'm just telling you, it's not. A lot of times, well, I'm not supposed to give you any recommendations, but I'm just telling you, it's not as complicated as those guys make it out to be at all. And Robinhood is giving you guys a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at fantasyfeast.robinhood.com. That's fantasyfeast.robinhood.com. One more time, fantasyfeast.robinhood.com. And that will do it for this week's Fantasy Feast Eaton Podcast. I said it earlier, I'll say it again. We are extremely thankful to have so many awesome listeners, which all of you are. We can't tell you how much we appreciate when you spread the word to family and friends at Thanksgiving about what we're doing, or even if you just retweet Evan or me when we post the podcast. It means a great deal to help us spread the word as we can grow this thing. It means more than you know, really. And take advantage of any of our awesome sponsors, like Robinhood, for that matter. Other than that, Totally stuffed of fantasy football knowledge, but I am absolutely ready to eat on Thanksgiving. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.